Hello. How are you? This is Monique Cox. I hope that you're doing well. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. I'm really excited to be on the line with you. Before we get started with everything, I wanted to make sure, I just want to make sure that you can actually hear me because you know how technology can be sometimes. So if you're on the website, make sure that you type in the box and let me know that you can hear me. And um, I would really appreciate that so that we can go ahead and get started. Awesome. Thank you so much. I see that you guys can hear me. All right. So like I said, I am Monique Koch, and um, today we're going to be talking about some ways for you to save money and time on your vegan journey because I never want money or time to be a reason why you can't embrace this lifestyle and enjoy your life in it. So I'm not going to do a slideshow. I just really want to just talk to you, just have like a conversation. I want to make this fun and really conversational. So I'm not going to use any slides or anything. I just want to uh, have fun. <laughs> okay, so first of all, this is the first time you, um, your first meeting with me. Um, like I said, my name is Monique Koch. I am a mother. I'm a wife. I'm an author. I have a guide. It's Ready, Set, Go Vegan. I'm a vegan family coach. And I love, love, love sharing my experiences on this vegan journey at groundvegan.com, which is my blog, and also on my YouTube channel. So I spend a great deal of time on both of those places talking um, about my vegan experience uh, with my family. We've been doing this since 2010. So I have, like, a lot to share, and, and I consider myself, like, a, a great resource in this lifestyle. To make it really down-to-earth and fun, I really think that it's just incredibly important to make sure that this lifestyle is something that feels like it's um, not necessarily easy. Easy is a good way to put it, but something that you can actually do long-term. You know, I feel like there's a lot of times people decide that they want to become vegan, but they don't really put the time into it to make sure that it happens. And I understand why, because it is a different way of living and thinking. So um, I just want to spend some time to help you uh, go to the next level in this lifestyle. So um, basically, let's go ahead and start off and talk about what a vegan is, okay? I like to keep things simple. So in a nutshell, a vegan is a person who doesn't consume any animal or animal byproducts. And that includes, you know, dairy, eggs, fish, chicken, just anything that comes from an animal, vegans do not consume. And that also includes um, white sugar, too. Yeah, it's crazy that white sugar is used, animal products are, byproducts are used to process white sugar. So that's another um, ingredient that we do not consume. So just a lot of different things on that list, I know. But the way I feel about it is that, you know, I like to always focus on what you can eat in this lifestyle opposed to, what you can't, <laughs> what you can is more important than what you can't. So, of course, overall veganism is definitely more than just food. It's actually, it extends to the products that you use on your face, on your hair, everything that you do is more than just food. It's, um, it's a lifestyle. It's the clothing you buy, your convictions about your life, just everything is um, what veganism is. But for this, for the sake of this conversation, we're going to focus on the food because I always feel as though if we, you know, conquer the food, then you can go to the next level with other aspects of your life. So let's just keep it simple with the food. <laughs> so now that I've talked about what vegans don't eat, let's talk about what we do eat because I think, like I said, that's more important, of course, to focus on that. So, of course, we eat a lot of fruits, vegetables, grains, and all of the things that you're probably already eating. The difference is we're just eating a whole lot more of that, you know. So um, we eat uh, dairy, place, dairy replacements. So... We'll eat yogurt, but it'll be a soy yogurt or it will be a coconut yogurt. We eat um, vegan sausage instead of pork or chicken sausage. And vegan sausage is usually made out of vegetables and wheat gluten, you know, to hold it together. And, and field roast is like a really good brand of vegan sausage. We actually had that earlier today at lunchtime. So we eat a lot of the things. Vegans eat a lot of the things everyone else is eating. It's just a different way of doing it. You know, we just try to find ways to replace some of those ingredients that, you know, they're not necessarily good for us anyway. And another thing I want to say, too, that I think is so important 
we do eat cupcakes and we drink wine. And not all vegans, but I'm one that does. <laughs> um, there's definitely more to this lifestyle than salads and smoothies. There's just so much variety. And I even the other day saw some Hot Pockets that were vegan, which is crazy. I mean, it wasn't the same brand of Hot Pockets, but they had, like, a vegan version in the frozen food section. And I thought that was pretty cool. So these days it's just really, really easy to find ways to get, you know, the, excuse me, delicious vegan food without um, spending a whole lot of time and money. And it's probably always been like that, but now I feel like it's a little bit more mainstream, so it's fun. So just make the lifestyle work for you. If you like cupcakes, eat vegan cupcakes. If you like wine, you can still drink wine. And most wine and liquor and all those things are already vegan, but, of course, you can check online and find out which brands aren't. So most are, though. So let's talk about for just a quick second, why would anybody want to eat this way? I mean, well, I mean, the obvious uh, choice, the you know, it's just kind of like we all grew up, and most of us grew up in a way, you know, that our families cooked us meals with, you know, dairy and meat and eggs, and we never really questioned it much. In the school, you go to school in the same situation, and no one ever really questions it. So why would anybody do this? And the last time I checked, it's about 2% of Americans consider themselves to be vegan, which is, like, insanely low when you think about it. It's a really low number. So why would anybody want to do that? Of course, the obvious is the health benefits. I mean, there's just amazing health benefits, of course, because you're not consuming any dairy and all of those things. You get um, lower cholesterol, lower blood pressure, and a lower chances of heart disease. There's also other, so many other things that have lower chances, like I've heard cancer and I've heard, of course, diabetes. There's just so many different wonderful health benefits. For me, my journey to this lifestyle was more so because I wanted to protest the cruelty of factory farming. It's a very unnecessary practice. And it's basically the way I came into this lifestyle is it was a silent protest against factory farming, how I just didn't think it was important to um, do that. We, I think it's unnecessary and it's cruel to consume animals and animal byproducts. So for me, that's why I became a vegan. But the health benefits definitely make a huge difference in this lifestyle as well for me. And, of course, you save money, and that's what we're going to talk about in a few minutes, about the, how you save money in this lifestyle, because it is definitely possible, even though when we first started, our bill used to be about $900, which is, like, insane. But... Um, I'll talk about how we were able to reduce that and uh, how you can do that long-term as well for your family. And last but not least, a wonderful way to become um, a vegan and why you would want to is you setting a wonderful foundation for your children and for yourself as well. You know, my kids are not 100% vegan. They eat vegan meals at home, but when we go out to eat, they eat whatever they want. And I noticed because we've been on this journey for four years now, they tend to gravitate to the plant-based foods, which is amazing because <laughs> I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but my kids did not want to do this. They were completely against this lifestyle in the beginning. So um, I just know that with the change is possible. You just have to be consistent, and you just have to have a positive attitude as well to get things going. So what I want to do now is just spend a little bit of time just to kind of set up the call on how we're going to do this. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about my family's journey into this lifestyle, and I hope that it inspires you and let you know that, I mean, it does not have to be perfection and everything doesn't have to be so, you know, perfect when you first start. It just takes time to get things going. I also want to spend, of course, time going, some time going over the tips and the tricks that I use to save money and time on this lifestyle. And then after that, I want to give you an opportunity to work deeper with me if you're interested. And this will be a great program that I have coming up in, on June 1st, and this will be just a great way for us to work together and I can share uh, more of my experiences and help you get started on a vegan journey with your own family. Not only start, but actually stay on a vegan journey. So after that, um, if you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. At the end, um, if you're online, you can type your questions in the box right now if you want to. And then later on, you can also press star 2 if you're on the phone to have me answer some of your questions. So let's go ahead and jump into my family's story. So like I said, we did not just wake up one this morning and this was it, you know. This was a very gradual process for us. Um, <laughs> before, before I became a vegetarian, before I was a vegan, we actually ate a lot of uh, frozen food. I love the frozen food section. That's what we spent a great deal of time in. And my husband, we have this, like, this little inside joke, and we say, you know, we went from drinking 36 Diet Cokes from Costco to drinking green smoothies. 
So it was a very gradual process, but it's been well worth it, of course. So what actually, what I credit to leading me here is natural hair, which is really funny how that works. But back in 2008, I uh, cut my natural hair, I mean, excuse me, I cut my relaxed hair off and decided to go natural, mainly because um, I was just so inspired by all through high school, I wanted to cut my hair off and um, grow locks. So if you've seen a picture of me, you know I have locks because I was so inspired by Lauren Hill, and I thought that her hair was just so beautiful, and I decided that I wanted to lock my hair, but mainly I just didn't really want to put any more chemicals in my hair. So the, something really interesting happened, though, because after I did that, I realized that, you know, I'm so concerned about what I put in my hair, but I have no regard for what I put into my body. So that doesn't really make any sense at all. You know, I put all this time into my hair, but not my body. That doesn't really make any sense. So... You know, the seed was planted at that time, but, you know, I didn't decide to be a vegetarian or anything like that. What I did decide to do is just, you know, start making more food from scratch, you know, stop focusing so much on a frozen food, you know, department as much. But that's basically what happened. So later on that year, I actually read a book called Skinny Bitch. And this book was actually about um, animal cruelty and how dairy is just so terrible for our bodies and how it's really unnecessary and how we just really need to be more proactive in taking care of our health. This book is just, if you've ever read this, you know that this book is vulgar. <laughs> it's very, very blunt, right to the point, but it was necessary. You know, I had the shock of my life. I really did not realize how much destruction we do to our planet and to ourselves by consuming animals and animal byproducts. So it really made a difference in my life. And it's so funny because I was, it's not really funny. It's funny now, but at the time it wasn't funny. I was so shocked that I was a vegan for two weeks during that time. So I was about two weeks and that was it because it was kind of like an involuntary veganism because I was so afraid to eat anything. You know, I knew this information, but I did not know what to do with it. You know, it's kind of like I know I want to make a change in my life, but it didn't feel like I had any support, any community around me to help me go to the next level. So it was really, really, really scary at that time, and um, I decided actually to become a vegetarian because I thought the vegan, being a vegan was too difficult. So I was just like, I can't, can't do this, and I'm not going to do it. So I was a vegetarian for actually two years, and I would make two separate meals. I would make a meal for myself and one for my family. And at the end of that, I was really, really burnt out, you know. Um, I just didn't really want to cook meat anymore, and I was just really burnt out from that experience, but I didn't have the confidence to bring my family along with me because I kept reading so many different things, and and I felt like it was very general, generalized information, like nothing was from the family perspective, and I really wanted something from a black family perspective. Like I wanted something that related to my own experience in this world, you know. A lot of us, I know you can relate to this, that we don't, especially black women, unfortunately a lot of us do not know anyone that's vegan. So it was just really difficult to make that transition and feel comfortable and confident in that, you know. So that was, like I said, I was a vegetarian for those two years. And then um, in 2010, I read a book by Breeze Harper called Sister Vegan, and that book changed my whole perspective. And it was just like really the first time ever that I read a book from a black woman's perspective in America as a vegan. So I just it with it so much, and I made the decision, like, right after that, that, listen, we're going to do this, and we're going to do it together. It was a decision that I made for our family because, I, like I said, I was so burnt out from making those multiple meals. I wanted to figure out a way to make this work for us for a long time. Um, my family's reaction was interesting. <laughs> my husband was supportive, but he really didn't want it to affect his life too much, you know, because at that whole time he was so used to me making separate meals. I mean, it was working perfectly for him. He had no complaints. But overall it was just kind of like, I don't know. He really was supportive, like I said, but he just didn't really want the change to affect him, meaning he wanted me to continue to cook the way that I was cooking before. At that point I was so convicted that that was not happening. I decided that I would not make multiple meals anymore and I was going to figure out a way to make this work for us long term. My kids, they were not having it. <laughs> My kids are just kind of like, you know, I don't like eating the vegetables. And I think a lot of it was me is why my kids weren't um, as open to it. Unfortunately, I was so they were so used to eating pretty bad, you know. So it's kind of hard when you eat really, really bad to go from zero to 100. <laughs> so I understand now. Like, it's, it's so funny how you can look back at things and really – 
get a you know a grasp of why things happened the way they did. But um, at the time, yeah, they were not having it. Um, you know, they wanted to eat McDonald's. You know, not necessarily we didn't really eat McDonald's, but they wanted fast food, box food. You know, things that are not necessarily good, but of course the stuff that kids love. That's what my kids wanted. Another issue that I had as well is that I broke through those too high. You know, once I first embraced this lifestyle and took my family along with me, I was so confused about what I was supposed to cook. Like, I really had a hard time, like, wrapping my head around that. So because of that, um, our grocery bill was really high because I was buying a lot of prepackaged vegan meals. And I'm not against that. I think that's actually a great way to transition. It really is because I feel like I don't think we would have been able to get to this point if we didn't have all of those trials and tribulations back then as far as our, you know, more expensive bill and all the other things going on. So, um, like I said, our grocery bill was high, and uh, <laughs> there were a lot of complaints about the food, and it was just a, a lot of growing pains. But these days I'm really glad that I, you know, became consistent with, with this lifestyle. I'm really glad that um, I didn't – give up because we would have never gotten to this point. Um, our grocery bill is a lot, lot, a lot um, less now. Um, I feel more comfortable making 30-minute meals. And most importantly, our family is enjoying vegan meals together, and I don't have as many complaints as I did back then. So, of course, with experience, things will definitely get better. So um, let's go ahead and talk about how I really don't want you to ever, kind of like what I said when we first got on the phone, I really don't want you to have any reason why you can't become a vegan as far as cost. I don't want cost or time being the reason. I know that we're all busy. We have a lot going on in our lives. I definitely understand that. But I don't think that you should allow the cost and allow the time to do it, you know, be the reason why. So what I'm going to do when we're going to go, we're going to go ahead and jump back, go ahead and jump into the um, strategies that I want to give you to save time and money. But first, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about mindset for just a second. Um, I think it's really important to see that what you're going to be doing when you completely transition to vegan eating is that you're actually transferring the cost of your dairy, your meat, and eggs. You're transferring those costs onto more plant-based foods. So don't look at it that you're look at it in a way that you're spending more money. What you really are doing is just transferring the cost. That's, I think that's so so important to see. So if you're someone who buys steak and chicken and things like that, and then you try to go vegan while you're still buying those things, your grocery bill is going to feel higher because I mean you're <laughs> it just makes sense, you know. You you're buying even more of those things, so it's going to feel more expensive. So I think that's really important to see that what you're doing is you're already eating a lot of meals and a lot of things that are vegan already because you're eating a lot of, you know, fruits and vegetables and grains and things like that. What's going to happen now is that you're just going to be eating more of those things. You know what I mean? You're transferring the cost of meat and dairy and eggs right on over to eating more grains, more nuts, more seeds, more fruits and vegetables. So I really hope that makes sense. It's not that you're really spending so much money. You're really just transferring the cost. So a lot of these tips that I'm going to give you right now are going to kind of like overlap into each other as far as saving time and money together, which is good. That's always a good thing if you can do it both at the same time. So I'm going to go over about seven different tips that I can give you to um, go ahead and get started on this lifestyle and saving that money and time. The first thing I want to talk about is as far as time, the most important thing you can do is figure out ways to come up with 30-minute meals, okay? And you want to have at least three go-to 30-minute meals in your um, journey because it just makes things so much so much simple, more simple when you do it that way. So the 30-minute meals that I used to always make for my family, they would have, have one of these three things in it. It would be spaghetti, tacos, or stir-fry. So <laughs> with spaghetti... And spaghetti, usually if you buy spaghetti noodles, that is already um, vegan. So you don't have to worry about that. And then you can just buy like a marinara sauce or you can get a spaghetti sauce and just check the ingredients to make sure that there's no no eggs or any dairy or anything like usually dairy, not eggs, but has any dairy in it. So you can make your spaghetti that way. And you can also buy some crumbles. They, are, they sell like everything is crazy, especially like places like health food stores and places like that, Whole Foods. You can. I don't shop the Whole Foods because I think it's pretty pricey, but 
health food stores, and a lot of even everyday grocery stores have vegan substitutes as far as the ground beef and things like that. So you can buy crumbles if you want to. I don't really buy that anymore, but it did help us in the beginning to have that available. So you can um, make some lentil balls. I even have, like, vegan meatballs. There's so many different things that you can make to make your spaghetti, and you can serve that. Um, so many different ways. So that's a great thing, too. So spaghetti was a, a wonderful 30-minute meal. I mean, it's perfect, for, especially like on a Saturday for lunch, and you just kind of put that on and just walk away. It's perfect. Another alternative for a 30-minute meal would be tacos. Tacos are just so amazing. I love them so much because you can do, like I said, anything with them. You can fill them with black beans. You can fill tacos with Chickpeas, I love to roast some chickpeas. It was, you know, season them really well and roast them and then put them in the oven and then put them into taco shells. My kids love that with salsa and lettuce and avocado. So you can do tacos with tofu or tempeh. This is the, the um, inspiration is endless with tacos. You can even do them. You can like, saute some mushrooms. And I love mushrooms because they have this natural, like, meaty bite texture to them. So that's perfect for um, tacos as well. And, of course, the last option you can do is stir-fry. Like, we had actually had stir-fry for lunch today. And what I did is I did broccoli and the bell pepper, onion, garlic, and some vegan sausage, and then put that on some rice. I mean, season it up really good. It was amazing. So it's a really amazing, amazing 30-minute meals. You have to kind of establish what those 30-minute meals are going to be for your family to help you save time. And that way you don't have this frustration because I think sometimes why this lifestyle can feel pretty overwhelming is because of the next tip I'm going to give you, and that's the lack of planning. <laughs> you know, it's, it used to be really, really overwhelming for me. So I definitely understand it uh, when I first started this journey, mainly because I was just overwhelmed by um, the fact that I had to plan so much. <laughs> I wasn't used to that. I was used to, when I started this lifestyle, being able to just kind of eat whatever I want. I was used to buying things based on the price in the store. If it's on sale, I'll stock up on it, you know. I didn't really have to think a whole lot. So that's the difference. It is a mindset shift. You have to think a little bit more about what you're going to eat and actually plan out your meals. So um, for me, I like to keep breakfast and snacks so, so simple. I'm like on autopilot when it comes to those two. So for breakfast, we'll have like, you know, oatmeal and grits. And instead of putting like conventional butter in there, we'll put like a vegan butter. Earth Balance is an amazing brand of vegan butter, too. You can put that in there uh, for your grits and um, your oatmeal. You can use for your cereal. You can use uh, almond milk or soy milk or whatever milk that's plant-based in your area. You can use that for your milk. So it's different things. You can have smoothies and roasted potatoes and fresh fruit. The, the options are really endless. And in fact, I really think that breakfast and snacks are a perfect transition to get started. You know, I think it's perfect to actually start your vegan journey with breakfast and snacks. If you're not really interested in jumping in, you know, head first, I think that's a great start. So definitely make sure that you plan your meals and your snacks. Um, you can use cookbooks and blogs to check out recipes and just be really, really open-minded about how that process is going to look, you know. If you try a recipe and you do not like it and majority of your family doesn't like it, don't think that that's not a good idea and you shouldn't actually eat that again. Just figure out a way to find another recipe. For instance, here's a great example. I use, I love, love, love macaroni and cheese, and that used to be one of my favorite foods before I became a vegan. And I tried about four different recipes before I found one that was actually, that I thought was good enough for this to keep in rotation, you know. So my point is, if you try a recipe and you're expecting it to taste like something else and it's not good, be open-minded and try some more, you know. Um, I love using cookbooks. I go to the library often, and I cook, I cook book, vegan cookbooks a lot. So it really helps a lot to do that. And, of course, blogs, too. So many blogs. There's millions of blogs out there to help you test out recipes. Another way to save some time, of course, is that when you come home from the grocery store, you want to go ahead and wash and chop and soak your um, wash. <laughs> you want to bring home your produce, and you want to wash and chop them. Now, I usually wash them, but I don't usually chop as much as I should, but I know that would definitely save me time long-term by doing that. So definitely um, chop and wash your produce. If you get some cashews, make sure that you soak those too ahead of time so that you don't have to worry about it. A lot of, um, a lot of recipes call for cashews. Like a, cashews are just amazing. If you've never tried a cashew cheese or a cashew in a recipe, like a sauce, it is amazing. You will love it. So basically what you do is you just take some cashews, um, depending upon the recipe, you'll soak about two cups probably, one or two cups, 
and you soak them in the water like for several hours, and then after that you'll blend it and make a sauce out of it. And it's just amazing. You can make some amazing Alfredo sauce with cashews. So just definitely get ahead of the game by, you know, soaking your cashews ahead of time so that they're available. You can just toss them in the blender with all your other ingredients and then have dinner ready in 30 minutes. So another tip that I want to give you that's going to also save you time and money is to buy canned vegetables, um, not canned vegetables, sorry, canned beans. I usually buy frozen or fresh vegetables, but canned beans will really save you some time. I love buying kidney beans and chickpeas and uh, uh, kidney beans, chickpeas, black beans. <laughs> I like brand those, and they really, really save time with meal planning. I made a stew yesterday, and I just tossed in at the last minute, tossed in some black beans and some amazing protein, and it just really helps to have that. I mean, we're all busy. We don't have time to soak, you know, to soak um our beans overnight and then cook them. I mean, you can if you want to do one on a Sunday, but you really don't want to have to worry about that. You can just get some canned beans and go from there. I also love buying lentils because lentils are just amazing for um, fast cooked meals as well because you don't have to soak those overnight like you do with, like, you know, chickpeas and, and uh, black beans and things like that. You don't, and black, I think black cut peas, you have to soak those. I don't remember right now, but <laughs> you don't have to soak them overnight. So that's a great thing, too, is to get some lentils. And I put, a, put together a lot of 30-minute meals with lentils. So another way, let's talk, speaking of lentils, let's talk about another way to actually save some time and money. What I like to do is I like to use one main ingredient, and that one main ingredient is actually, um, for this example, I'm going to say lentils. I love lentils. So what I would do is I would actually make a big thing of lentils, and then I would actually take the lentils and make, like, three different meals out of it. So that's a great thing. So, for instance, the first day we can have lentils and rice. The second day we can have um, lentils, like a lentil soup. And the third day we can have, like, lentils and tacos or burritos. So I just love lentils because I think it's just a great way to bring meal planning to make it easier, to save you time, and to save you money. So just figure out one main ingredient that you can use to make several meals out of it. That's just a really great strategy. And it's a great way to jazz up leftovers because, I mean, I know when I was growing up, I hated leftovers, but now that I'm adult, an adult, I understand why my parents used to give us leftovers so much because it saves money, it saves time, I get it, you know. But to jazz it up and make it more interesting for your kids, it's just a great way to be able to just stretch out meals. Speaking of leftovers, what I do a lot, too, to save time and money with my husband is a lot of times my boys, I have three boys, and they're growing <laughs> so fast and they're eating a lot that um, with my three boys, a lot of times when I have a, a vision in my mind that I'm going to make dinner and then be able to have this for leftovers tomorrow, it doesn't always work that way. But usually there's enough for, to give my husband left, the leftovers for him to go to work for about two days. So that's a great way for us to save money. He's also maintaining a vegan lifestyle, even though my husband isn't technically vegan because, like the kids, he eats whatever he wants when he goes out. It's still a great way to be able to, you know, um, get those leftovers to someone because it's not enough for us as a family, but my husband can really enjoy that at work, and it saves us money, and it saves him and me time, so we don't have to worry about it. So enjoy those leftovers. Jazz up those leftovers. Another tip that I want to give you to save time and money is by keeping a food journal, yes. So if you want to come up with um, a food journal, the best way to do that is to experiment with some recipes, like find out what your family is enjoying. If there's something that they really like, just jot it down in your journal and then remember where you got that recipe from so that when it, you're in a bind and it's last minute and you need to do your meal planning, which you, all you have to do is just um, uh, go to your journal and get the ingredients um, that you need, and then you'll make the meal. So I just love the idea of a food journal. I don't keep it as much as I used to because it's been such a, while, a long time on this journey for us, but in the beginning it was so valuable to have that uh, journal because it kept me up to date to what everyone was liking and gave me some ideas of what to serve them next. So always have try to have that food journal on hand, and you can also put your, you know, your 30-minute meals in there too to save you some time and money. So Another tip that I want to give you as far as saving money is this kind of goes back to how our grandmothers used to cook for us, um, to cook from scratch. Yes, like grandma. <laughs> so it's so funny because when I, I was thinking about this earlier today, I went on um, a job and I was thinking about some of the things I was going to talk about in this call. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of us had grandmothers and great-grandmothers who had way more children than we do. So 
um, they were able to feed, you know, nine, ten kids on very little bit of money because, of course, they relied heavily on their own farming a lot of times. And also because they were cooking from scratch. When you cook from scratch, you'll save so much time, not necessarily. Well, sometimes you save time, but you'll save a lot of money that way, of course. But um, another thing about cooking from scratch is that it just feels so good. Like um, sometimes when I'm having a really bad day and I cook my family a meal and I just make it from scratch and I take my time with it, I just feel so much better. It's just like this sense of completion and sense of accomplishment once I put a great meal together for my family. So it's not always, it's time consuming too. I have to say that because a lot of times, you know, we have this impression that it is because we see all of these ads and everything saying, you know, fast, 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 you know, fast food, this and that. It really is not as time consuming. In fact, right before I got on this call, I put together a 30 minute meal for my own family that would have taken about the same amount of time as I used, like a frozen food, you know, some frozen food out of the frozen food section. So I made them, matter of fact, let me tell you really quick, I made uh, a quinoa pasta. I used quinoa pasta, and then I sautéed some some onion, garlic, um, spinach, mushrooms, sun-dried tomatoes, canned tomatoes, and uh, just seasoned it really well, and then sautéed it with some, like, a quinoa pasta, and it's just really delicious. It's flavorful. It's filling. It's simple. And this took me about 30 minutes to put this meal together. So don't get caught up in the trap of believing that, you know, we have to do everything because there's a drive-through window and that's really fast. Yeah, it's fast, but bottom line, is it is really good for you? Does it help you grow? Does it make you feel good? Does it give you clarity? Not really. <laughs> so that's not a good way. And, it, you know, making fast, delicious meals from scratch does not take as much time as we're led to believe. So definitely, definitely make sure that you – you know, stay as close to whole vegetables and whole grains as you can um, to save you some, some money because you a lot of times you pay up front for some of these things. They'll be a little more pricey, but they stretch a lot longer, especially when you buy things like quinoa and, you know, barley and things like that. You may pay a little bit more up front, but it does last a while, and it's more of a filling meal that you're enjoying as well. So let's go ahead and talk about some more. We're getting right through this. We actually have about two more tips left over that I want to go with, over with you. The next one is another time tip. So, and this will, this is just really, really good for your children as well. I like to get my kids to help me in the kitchen. I think it's just, I just think it's really, really important to get them involved in the process. You know, not only does it help them get on board with your vegan journey, but it also saves you some time in the kitchen, especially when they get a little bit older and they can help um, take care of, you know, cooking for you. So it's, I think it's really good to get the kids involved. Now, of course, you'll be, you know, chopping up your fruits and vegetables and things like that ahead of time, but um, it'll be really, really good to get the kids involved in the process to help you in the kitchen because in the beginning, of course, you have, you're doing so much teaching that it may feel like it'll slow you down. But, of course, like anything, over time, the kids will really embrace it. And, you know, people are more likely to try things that they cook themselves. So <laughs> get those kids in the kitchen and let them help you with this process so that you can still um, really good about your decision and also get them involved to help you save time as well. So that's another strategy that I have. Even though I don't really have my oldest son in the kitchen completely by himself, it does help a lot when I can just have – I'm doing something and he can help me um, with the process as far as getting everything cooked. So that's a great, great thing. Now, I want to talk about, too, as far as saving money. Um, the There's a lot of times that there's a misconception that if a person is a vegan that they – are someone who eats all organic food, unprocessed, and it's just like this perfection. And I have to tell you, if you've been following me for any length of time, you know that that is not me. You know, I have a very, very down-to-earth approach to this lifestyle because I think it's so important to have that in order to maintain it, you know. In order for me to actually stay vegan for a long time, it has to be that way, you know. It has to be something that feels like it's obtainable long-term. It's something that's accessible long-term for me. So I buy organic produce and products, but only because my grocery store actually offers um, organic store brand that's very comparable to the national brand. So that's the only reason I buy a lot of organic. Other than that, I probably wouldn't, okay? Um, in the beginning of this journey, the reason why, one of the reasons our grocery bill was so expensive, we're a family of five. It was about nine, some months it would be 950 It's about 900 950 is because I was buying so much organic food, and I thought that's what you're supposed to do. And overall, yes, if your budget allows for it, definitely, by all means, buy whatever you can afford. But don't let the fact that you can't 
can't buy organics be the reason why you're not embracing this lifestyle. Do not do that. You know, I think it's just not a good idea. So um, see if your grocery store has um, some organic store brand products. I mean, they're just a lot of times the price is really is comparable to what the national brand is. Also, if a lot of times if you want, to me, I think it's more important to get local produce opposed to organic. Usually local produce are organic, but that's my preference. Local is more important than organic. So check out your farmer's market if you have one in your area. And so the day that they're closing, I always think <laughs> this is what I do. I don't go to a farmer's market as much as I should, but I love going during, like, the last hour because they'll give you the best deals. <laughs> they really will. You'll get, like, a steal on your produce if you go during that time because they don't want to have to haul that stuff back. So they'll give you a really, really good deal. So check them out, like, an hour before they close, and you can stock up on some great produce. So I just want to say again, please, please, please don't let your budget be the reason why you can't go vegan. Don't do that because um, it's so many things that are already naturally vegan, rice, beans, um, salads, pastas. There's so many different things that are already great for you that you're probably already enjoying that is vegan. So don't let that be the reason why you can't embrace this lifestyle. Just be open to researching and growing and learning and spend the time so that you can be able to uh, feel more comfortable and things will work out for you. So don't ever let that be the reason. All right, so that is pretty much it for all the tips that I want to give you. I know that we talked some, have talked about some great things here, and I'm sure that you may have some questions that you want to talk to me about. If not, that's okay, too. But I did want to open up that um, opportunity for you to have, um, you know, address me with any questions. If you are on the phone, press star 2. Excuse me, yes, yeah, star two to raise your hand. And if you're on the webcast, if you're online, just start, you know, typing your questions in the box to the left if you have any questions. But while we're waiting for that, I do want to give you an opportunity to work with me. You know, I just know from my own experience how difficult it was to get started on this journey. And mainly it was because I just didn't feel like I had the confidence to do this long term. And now four years later, I know that a lot of the reason why I had, you know, so many issues is because I felt like I had to be perfect. You know, I had to do everything a certain way like everyone else was doing. And if I wasn't, I wasn't vegan enough or I wasn't good enough. So what I really want to do is give you an opportunity to work with me. On June 1st, I'm starting a 30-day vegan jumpstart. And this is just a great way for us to dive deeper into saving money, time, and getting your family on board to enjoy delicious vegan meals together as a family. You know, um, I think it's so, so important to get everybody involved because ain't nobody got time to make multiple meals. I know the feeling, and that is not cool. So I really want to give you the confidence in this four-week class to be able to just move further, you know, in this journey. You know, with your meal planning, with your grocery shopping, I want to help you establish your five-year go-to meals. I want to help you establish your 30-minute meals. And basically, I really want to help you be on with the strategies that you need to help get your husband who may love me and your children who may be picky like my children were on board with this lifestyle. It is definitely a possibility for your family. It's not something that, you know, only people who have been doing this forever know. You know what I mean? I don't want you to feel like that. This food is delicious and your flavor is going to be amazing. You don't have to spend an arm and a leg. You don't have to be hungry. There's no sacrifice. All of those things that may be running through your head about this lifestyle is just not true. You can really do this. And I want to open this up as a group setting. So I want us to be able to all get together and share our experiences with this lifestyle so that you don't feel alone. You know, I remember for the longest time I did because, like I mentioned before, there's not really a whole lot of people who are living this way. So it's great, it's great to be around like-minded people so that you have that accountability that you, can, that you need to go to the next level in this lifestyle. So what we would do is we would meet every Sunday for that 30 days, and we'll have a 90-minute call-off, and I'll basically um, give you some strategies to get you to the next level. You'll have um, a weekly action guide for accountability, and also I'll give you an opportunity to, you know, ask any questions that you may have, or we can go dive deeper into some other issues that you may be having. It's just a great way to get the support that you need. And, you know, there's so many different recipes, of course, online. We all know that. There's books, cookbooks everywhere. I have a YouTube channel with a lot of recipes and a blog as well. But besides that, I think that this lifestyle is much more than just recipes, you know. You really have to make some mindset shifts in order for your family to embrace it and in order for you to completely embrace this lifestyle. It can't just be a whole bunch of recipes. 
Because after a while, you know, you won't want to keep up with that. It may not be consistent enough. You may not be able to be consistent enough in this lifestyle. So I just think it's really important for me to help you find ways to make this lifestyle work for you long term. You know, after the 30 days are over, I want you to be able to still maintain this lifestyle. We'll also dive into celebrations, you know, and eating while you're vegan out, you know, eating as a vegan it's kind of difficult when you go out sometimes, and sometimes you'll be left with just <laughs> French fries and a salad. I've been there, and it's not the end of the world, but I definitely want to help you with strategies so that you don't feel, like, left out, you know. I think that's, that's hard, you know. Sometimes it's not necessarily the food, but it's, like, all of the social things that go on that causes us not to stay on this lifestyle. So we'll talk about celebrations and vegan travel and all of that good stuff. So I definitely want to address any concerns you have about the lifestyle does not have to be sacrificed. Um, I want to give you as much support that you need. We'll also have a um, a bonus call at the end. So it will be all Q&A, bonus call at the end of the 30 days, and a Facebook group so that you can communicate in that Facebook group and have a good time there as well. So this is just amazing, amazing program that I put together for you so that we can do this as a group setting because I think it's incredibly important to do that. Now, it is $97 for the 30 days, and this is an early bird price. So definitely take advantage of that because it will not be any cheaper than this in the future. You know, I definitely want to get you in here to help you get started on a vegan journey and stay on a vegan journey with your family and give you the support that you need. It does not have to be a lonely process. I understand that. I remember those days. And sometimes I still feel kind of lonely about it because, you know, there's not a whole lot of people out there who – embrace this lifestyle. Sometimes the Internet will make you feel like there are, there are a lot of people, but really sometimes it is kind of lonely in your day-to-day -day life. So I want to give you those resources you need to go to the next level in this lifestyle. So if you're on the webcast, if you're on the website, there's actually a link to the side where you can get more information about the 30-day vegan jumpstart if you're interested in signing up for that. And if you're on the phone, all you need to do is visit brownvegan.com and click on the 30-day restart, excuse me, the 30-day jumpstart to get more information about this course. So, yes, um, if you have any questions, make sure you press star 2, and I'll be more than happy to bring you on the line and we can go ahead and talk. But if you're on the webcast, you actually have to um, type your question in the box. So let me see if we have any questions right now. If you want me to kind of go a little, you know, further to something, you know, go more in depth with something that I've discussed, I'll be more than happy to do that for you, too. So let me just check and see if you have any questions that you want me to address. And I see you guys on the line. You don't have any questions, huh? <laughs> Definitely. I know this is a lot of information. And I will send you off a recording tomorrow if you didn't have a chance to write any notes or anything. I'll definitely send that out. But this vegan journey, you know, it does not have to be a life of sacrifice. I do not believe in being, I always say this, I don't believe when I talk to my friends, I don't believe in being pimped by this lifestyle. You know, I figure out a way to make it work for me and my family. I do not subscribe to any other any other person's vision of what this lifestyle is supposed to be like. And that's why I think that I'm able to stay in it for so long. You have to find what works for you and just not do what everyone else is doing. You know, sometimes I see some things and I'm just like, oh, it's just, you know, it's really extreme it feels like. And I'm just like, that's not for me, you know, and that doesn't mean I don't juice and I don't do other things, but I also love my cupcakes. <laughs> I actually, I'm actually getting over an addiction to Oreo, golden Oreo cookies, because I used to eat those so much. <laughs> so I'm actually getting over that because I know they're not very good for me. But just a tip, those are vegan. So if you need some vegan junk food, that's a perfect one to get. Oops. <laughs> so, yeah, if you, I'm just checking. See, I don't see that anyone has any questions right now. Mm. Yeah, I'm just going to refresh one more time just to make sure. Oh, thank you so much. I do see some I see some messages here, but not necessarily any questions. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope I'm saying your name right. Is it Trinace? I'm sorry, Trinice. I think it's Trinice. I'm sorry if I said your name right wrong. And Wardorf, thank you so much. Oh, you're not that far from me either. I love when I get my DMV people on the phone. <laughs> So I really want to do this monthly. I think this is just really important for us to have this dialogue. Sometimes, you know, with the blog and YouTube, I'm not able to really get, you know, what people need. And I love, love, love sharing my experiences because I think that, 
you know, my, I just feel like it's kind of unique. You know, I'm coming from a family perspective. When I first started this journey, I did not feel like there were a whole lot of people out there from a family perspective, especially from a black family perspective. I didn't have that support. And I feel like I think it's necessary. You know, just like Sister Vegan, when I read her book, it helped me. I feel like having my voice out there helps other people as well. So I'm going to check one more time to make sure there's no questions. And then we can go ahead and we can end this call. And if you're, I think you're probably, if you're on this call, you're likely on my email list already. Oh, I see some more questions coming in. Hold on, just let me see. Just a second. Okay, Ashley, thank you so much for your question. She wants to know, how did my family respond to this lifestyle change and how you have a southern family? Um, I, Ashley, are you referring to my immediate family or my extended family? Because I know you're saying that your family eats pork and love frying food. I know. <laughs> I like, listen, I still like frying food, okay? I will fry some food up. <laughs> but, of course, it's not fried, you know, pork or chicken or anything like that. But um, as far as my, because I kind of addressed earlier in the call about my, families, um, my immediate family, my husband was supportive, but, you know, my husband is a steak and potato guy. He isn't anymore. And if you've seen my husband lately, he's lost a lot of weight, too. I, it just makes me so mad and jealous how weight just drops off of men and me. I'm just carrying around these thighs. But anyway, um, my husband was supportive initially, and he still is very supportive, but he didn't want to lose out. He didn't want to feel like he was losing out on all of the food that you know, we go to my parents' house and they have cookouts. He didn't want to lose out on those things. He didn't want to lose out on me frying chicken and things like that. So he was supportive, but it did take a little bit of time to get him on board. My kids <laughs> were the ones that were just more resistant because they're very, very picky eaters, and um, they were not having it. But as far as my extended family, okay, let's talk about that for a second because my extended family gave me a hard time. They really did. And there were times that I would actually be crying. Not in front of anybody because, you know, it had to be a G. But <laughs> I would go go in another room and cry. So uh, my extended family gave me a hard time. But what I realize now, it's really interesting because now that I think about it, maybe I was too pushy. You know, what I realized from my own experience is that when I'm, like, uh, show by example and I don't push things on people, they ask questions and they're really interested and they make changes that way. Like my parents. Um, every month I go over to the house and I make them a vegan dinner. We all eat together and I bring the kids and my husband. We go over and we just have a good time. We spend the day over there. But my extended family initially, <laughs> they gave me a hard time. They will always have jokes. And sometimes what I realize, though, is a lot of times when people come at you that way, it's because you make them look at them, themselves, and their own eating habits, and they feel like the way you eat is a reflection of them. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> Let me know if that makes sense. But sometimes people – they're rude to you because you're making them look into themselves, and they don't like what they see, so they have to make you feel bad about your decision, you know. These days, let's see, I was just with my extended family a, a month ago. We had a, a big family get-together. I don't get those issues anymore. In fact, <laughs> I had actually, um, I knew I was going to be there for a long time, and a lot of times when I go to eat out or do anything, I eat before I go. I'll bring something with me, and I'll make sure I eat afterwards. So when I go to my mom's house, I know I'm going to be there, like, all day. So I bought some food with me, and, uh, you know, I had a couple family members try the food. They were like, oh, it's good. Yeah, this is good, you know. And it's so funny because a lot of times people have associated being vegan with, like, you know, some space food. It's, like, foreign food. And some of the food is kind of different, <laughs> but overall it's a whole lot of fresh fruits and vegetables and things that you're already accustomed to. You're just making a whole meal out of it, you know. So it's definitely some mindset shifts that go on. So let's see. Hold on one second. Okay, so Pam, hi, Pam. Thank you so much for your question. She wants to know, how do I deal with picky eaters and meal planning during the week? Okay, so we'll talk about that for just a second. Um, <laughs> picky eaters, okay, my middle son was my biggest – he was my pickiest eater. If you go to my YouTube channel, we actually have a video together, and we're talking about that journey. He is 11 – he's 11 now. I think – yeah, he was 10 when we did the video. So the, my channel, my YouTube video is MoCo Brown Vegan, M-O-K-O Brown Vegan on YouTube, okay? And the video is called I Hated Vegetables because <laughs> that's exactly how he felt. He hated vegetables, and he would give me such a hard time about eating them. 
You know, he just wanted chicken nuggets, French, French fries, hot dogs, very picky eater. What I, what I realized, though, is that I was actually enabling him, though, because he was, since he's always been my picky eater, and I was a picky eater when I was a kid, what I would do for him is if he didn't like something, I would make him a whole separate meal. Like, who does that? Like, I would figure out what he wanted and make him something different. <laughs> so the way that I dealt with him is by making the decision that I was not going to make any more meals for him. If you eat something. And then I would try to find, I know it would be certain things that he likes, so I would try to include that in the meal so he wouldn't completely starve. But overall, I made a decision that he is not, he is not the boss of the situation. I, this is expensive. This is time consuming making different meals. I'm not doing this anymore. And I know it sounds, it may sound kind of rough, but it is what it is. It's the only thing that, that really works for him. It really is, you know. He, he will eventually eat the food. Your children will eventually eat the food. And then you have to kind of find out what they want to. That's another thing. I did open the salon of communication with him, and I just said, you know, what do you want me to make? <laughs> what are you missing? So he missed chicken nuggets. So Gardein is a brand of chicken nuggets, right? It looks just like a regular chicken chicken tender. looks just like that. And I would get that for him, and he was fine, and he felt like he was getting that replacement. So I just always think that it's really important to find a replacement that your children will enjoy. And uh be patient. It's hard, I know. <laughs> he used to make me want to pull my hair out. He was just like, oh, my goodness. But you know what's really funny, though? He's 11 now, and he was the one. So when we started his journey, he was, what, eight, nine? I don't know, <laughs> something like that. He was the one who gave me the most problems. But these days, he is the most open-minded of my three. It is crazy. My youngest son was probably the easiest out of the three. And uh, my oldest son is, like, going to the teenage years. He's 12. And so he's getting picky again about food. So sometimes he frustrates me. So it's just like you have to be realize that it's, it comes with the territory, especially if you're like me and you have three kids. It's just kind of like <laughs> somebody's always going to have an issue with something. So, yeah, just embrace that and uh, know that that's oh, – I get it. I, I'm here with you. I get it. <laughs> so let's see. One second. Okay, I'm so glad that was helpful, Ashley. Let's see. I think you had another question. Oh, and this is an awesome question about what are the key ingredients that you should look for when you're purchasing packaged or prepared foods that are vegan? So are you, are you, hold on, let me make sure I understand this question just a second. Perfect. Okay, so she wants to know when she's purchasing something that is prepackaged, you know, cookies, cakes, um, prepackaged meals in general, what ingredients does she look for? So now there's like so many, there's different sites out there that have like a list of everything you look for because unfortunately the more packaged the food is, they come up with these crazy names for it. They kind of throw us off. I really hate that. But for free, what I usually do, and this is really a really awesome tip to help that I use, I mean, to help, help you know, a little bit. Um, so since there's so many issues with allergies in our country, a lot of times when you look at the packaging, it'll tell you right away what it contains. Contains meat, contains milk, contains eggs. So right away you know that if you see eggs, um, milk, and things like that on there, you know right away that that's not vegan. So that's the one. That's what I do right away when it's something that I'm not familiar with. That's what I look at right away. I'm just like, okay, is it vegan? <laughs> is there milk in here? Is it eggs? So um, that's the first thing I do um, because I think that's actually a law. The USDA requires that, I believe, that you have to put FDA. I think it says FDA. Yeah, FDA requires that you have to put that label on there. So that's the first thing you should do is just look for that label. After that, I look for ingredients like, let's see, <laughs> off the top of my head, um, not always lactose, but a lot of times lactose, of course, because that means milk usually. Um, usually that does mean milk. Whey, so like, you know, if you see whey as an ingredient, You'll see eggs and milk usually very clear, clearly on packaging. It'll say that. So those are the ingredients to avoid. Also, I'm a person that, you know, like I kind of talked about earlier, I'm not super into, like, organics. I, I buy them because I can afford them. That's the only reason why. And the store brand option is comparable to the national brand. That's the only reason I really buy a lot of organics. But um, it kind of goes back to that. If you go to um, PETA's website, um, PETA is P-E-A-T-A, 
C-E-A-P-A, yeah, .org, they actually have a list of, a whole list of national brand products that are already vegan. And it's usually, it's like, they call it the accidental vegan list. Like, if you go to Google and you search PETA accidental vegan list, they'll come up with, like, a slew of so many different products that are already vegan that are national brand. I'm just a big believer in accessibility. I don't feel like you have to shop at Whole Foods. In fact, every time I go to Whole Foods, I want to leave. I don't like Whole Foods, personally, because I think they're overpriced, personally. That's just my opinion, you know. And uh, I don't think you have to do that. You know, I have a video on my YouTube channel about how basically what you can do is just go to any grocery store most of the time, most country, mostly all over the country, go to a grocery store and get all of the items that you need. It does not have to be exotic ingredients. That used to really mess me up when I first started this journey. I thought that, you know, I'm like, why does this have to be so complicated? <laughs> it doesn't have to be. So that's my goal with the 30-day jumpstart is to actually show you that it does not have to be a complicated lifestyle. It really doesn't. It feels like it. I know why. I get it. <laughs> I see a lot of things that make me think that too, but it does not have to be hard. So I hope that answered your question. I know I kind of bounced around with that one a little bit, but um, definitely look at labels. And like I said, a lot of times the labels already say <laughs> contains milk or eggs and things like that because there's so many allergies. People have so many allergies in our country, so you don't have to worry about it as much. Okay, hold on. Let me see if there's any other questions on here. Yes, case, and someone left that on there. Yes, it's a byproduct of um, milk. So if you see that, it's spelled C-A-S-E-I-N. If you see that on a product, thank you so much. This person didn't leave the name. Thank you so much for saying that. That is another um, animal byproduct. As far as I know, that's actually it's, it's um, contained in milk. You find that in milk products. So let's just talk about really quickly, since we're still talking about labeling, about some of the popular brands of um, vegan uh, well, alternatives, I guess. Um, I mentioned Field Roast earlier in the call. I love their products. They make sausages. It was perfect for my family because my husband was just kind of like, you know, he didn't want to eat a bowl of vegetables and rice. I get it. I mean, he, he'll eat it now, but back then he was just kind of like, uh, uh, where's the food, you know? Because sometimes it's hard for, you know, to get adjusted to that mindset shift of, you know, it's okay that chicken and fish and things like that are not the center of your field. It's okay, center of a meal. It's okay that you're now going to eat vegetables as the center of your meal. So it did take some time. So I just think that those meat alternatives and those products out there are so beneficial. And that's why sometimes I get a little annoyed when I see, well, a lot annoyed when I see people saying not to eat those things because I'm telling you there's no way that I would have went from that situation to now if I did not have that option. There's no way, not with a family. <laughs> there's no way I would have been able to get this far without being able to have those meat substitutes and cheese, cheese substitutes as well. Daya is another brand of cheese. Let's talk really quickly about that then. Uh, Daya, <laughs> they are um, a great brand of vegan cheese. And uh, as far as vegan cheese goes, it took me about two years to acquire a taste of vegan cheese. It took a long time. It just doesn't taste the same. And the way I look at it, and this is anything with this vegan, this vegan journey, um, if everyone was, if the food tastes exactly the same as far as like meal replacements, like not real replacements, but ingredient replacements, like cheese and meat and things like that, if it tastes exactly the same, everyone would already be doing it. So I think you should embrace it like it's a new experience always. You know, um, your taste buds will adjust, everything will work out, <laughs> you'll love it. Just like ice cream at one point, I kind of talked about macaroni and cheese before. But ice cream was a deal breaker for me because I'm just like, uh, I need my ice cream to taste the same. <laughs> so just be open to experimenting in this journey, and things will really look up for you. I promise you because I'm telling you, when I first started, I knew that I wanted to do this long term, but I wasn't really sure if, you know, we would be able to. And that's just real. That's real talk. I really wasn't sure, and I wanted to, and I was determined, and I think it's really, really important for you to make that decision for your family. You know, like how do you want your life to look? It's okay. You can do this. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. And so, so many wonderful, wonderful benefits to this lifestyle. And I know, no, no, that you know some of them. And I hope, let me check one more time. I think we're done with the call. Yeah, I think all of the questions, because I don't see any other questions. Thank you so much for everyone for your questions. I hope that I was helpful in answering those questions. And, um, yeah, so that is pretty much it. 
um, you can reach me if you have any questions about um, the 30-day jump start. You can email me at monique at brownvegan.com. I can answer any questions that you may have. And thank you so much for being on the line with me. I realize that you could be anywhere, and I'm just love, love talking about, love, love, love talking about this journey. And I hope to see you in the 30-day jump start or on my blog. Thank you so much for your time. And if you need a recording, no worries. I'll go ahead and send that out to you tomorrow. Thank you again, and have a wonderful night.